0: Welcome back to Two Lab Podcasts. We are the podcast hosts you never asked for. I'm Shai.
1: And I'm Avi.
0: And this is the first segment of the new series we're doing called Killer Women. Dun, dun, dun. What a better day to release this series than Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. And all, to all the other beautiful moms that are in my life, I hope you have the most amazing day yet.
1: Yes, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Happy Mother's Day to my mom, And, um, happy her, bur- happy birthday, birthday. Beow, beow. oopsies, um, <laughs> and happy Mother's Day to my dad, who is both our mom and dad, so. Shout out to you, Avi's dad. You're the best. He's the best mom ever. <laughs> we
0: love you. Uh, Call me sometime. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm just trying to be obvious stepmom, you know what I mean? Oh, my
1: God, I would kill <laughs> myself.
0: Yeah, that'd be... Anyways,
1: so speaking of killing yourself,
0: um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes,
1: yeah, so I feel like this whole thing kind of ties it up, both. Mental health, um, mothers, and... Yeah.
0: Killer women. Killer women. So, we decided <clears throat> to do... Episode three on Andrea Yates. Avi picked this one.
1: I, uh, I'm so excited for this episode. Like, I think a lot of people are going to like it too. So I I'm excited.
0: It's, it's super interesting, and like um, Avi said, it ties in um, being a mother, the struggles of postpartum depression, um, and then mental health altogether, which obviously. That's all happening right now on this Sunday when we're dropping this episode. So we thought it was a really good um, day to do to cover this case because there's a lot of important stuff in here.
1: Absolutely. And it's
0: interesting to say the least.
1: Yeah. Um, we should probably start by explaining postpartum depression um, and maybe like what it is and what happens with it. Um, yeah a lot of people actually are not really that aware of what it is and what it means to have it and to suffer from it. Um, postpartum, uh, usually happens, um, anywhere or anytime after you have a baby. Um, it can cause changes in your mood, uh, anxiety, anger, guilt, depression. You can have appetite changes, weight changes. You can have insomnia, um, obsessive thoughts, and it's less common, but psychosis is actually, um, a symptom of postpartum. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So basically it's like a really deep depression after literally parting with your baby, like not having them as like part of your body anymore and feeling like that missing piece of you. Um, it's kind of how a lot of women explain it. Of course, everybody experiences it differently. Um, but yeah, that's like the that's like the general. simple way, general yeah. way of explaining it. But um, yeah, Andrea Yates is a case where she did have psychosis with her postpartum depression. Yeah, um, and psychosis. Uh, if, in case you didn't know, um, it is a symptom, not an illness. To get that straight, is it's like a symptom. In this case, a symptom of postpartum depression. Um, and it affects the way your brain, your, <laughs> your brain processes info. Which clearly, my brain isn't doing too well right now. Um, it can cause you to lose touch with reality. You might see, hear, or believe things that aren't real. Um, so it can look a lot like how people like would think of, it's like schizophrenia or something. Yeah so it can be caused by a mental or physical illness substance abuse extreme stress or trauma um can go on for months. like some some women never come out of it mm-hmm. some do fortunately but there are definitely people who like they can never come out of psychosis unfortunately it's really sad
1: very Um, It actually wasn't something that people were even really aware of until like the 1980s, which wasn't that long ago was when it actually really started becoming like something that people looked at, like, what is this? What is going on? Um, We found that 70 to 80% of mothers will experience some form of it, um, but it will obviously be different for everyone, like you said. And it's not just people who go full term and have their baby. Um, mm-hmm. It also includes miscarriages or stillbirths. Um, and actually it's said that that statistic doesn't even count. Not live birth.
0: It doesn't include, it doesn't include any case that is in live birth. Like yeah. that's 70 to 80% doesn't include the women who have miscarriages or stillbirths or anything like that. It's only the women who Give birth to their baby, live baby, right? Successful, successfully. successfully? Right. I don't know if that's a word, whatever. But yeah, you guys get what we're saying. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's really, it's a really sad thing that like so many mothers experience, and it's really not talked about that often
1: it's at all. Not. Well, and I, like you said, it's different from for everyone, and I think it's really easy to be like oh, am I suffering from something or am I just not snapping back? Which I mean, that's Mm -hmm. postpartum is, you know, you're. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely
0: heard too, of like women, obviously neither of us are mothers, so we can't speak from experience or anything, but I've, I have heard of women, like they have a hard time, like admitting or accepting that they're experiencing postpartum depression because they also feel guilty because they're like, I gave birth to my beautiful baby and my baby's here now. And I love my baby so much. Why am I like feeling this way? Right. They're right here in front of me.
1: Yeah. So I can't imagine how
0: confusing that must feel.
1: Well, not like connecting with your baby um in those beginning months i think is definitely crucial for both the mother and the baby like my mom specifically um when i was born they were living with my grandparents my nima and people and my mima would come home from work and i'd just be in the playpen fine or whatever and she could not find my mom anywhere and she would go upstairs and find my mom sitting in a closet just crying and she would be like what what did Jason do you know what did he make you cry and it it wasn't my mom just didn't feel that connection with me which i think is a big reason why i'm really close to my nima she kind of mm-hmm. stepped in in that time but my mom definitely suffered really badly with it um mm-hmm. and that's i mean that's just one little or not one little but that's one case whereas for other people it can bring out completely different feelings versus you know right. sadness anger guilt all that stuff
0: yeah yeah, and so specifically, Andrea Yates experienced postpartum depression. Um, if you guys have ever heard of her, you probably know her as Bathtub Baby Killer. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you want to give a little rundown on who Andrea Yates is?
1: Yeah, so Andrea Yates, um, like she said, also known as Bathtub Baby Killer. Um, she was born July 2nd in 1964 in Houston, Texas. Um, her full name was Andrea Kennedy, Andrea Pia Kennedy. Um, when she was younger, she suffered from bulimia and depression. Um, and she started talking about suicide at age 17. So she kind of has a background of mental illness in general. But with that being said, she was also valedictorian. She was on the swim team, an officer in a national honor society. I mean, I hate the word normal, but she appeared. Like a normal, mm-hmm. you know, person who may like have
0: like a typical teen. Who's, yeah, you know, she she didn't appear to be troubled or have any struggles. Like nobody really saw that in her.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. definitely a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she went on and she graduated from the University of Texas School of Nursing. She was a registered nurse, um, and she was a nurse for eight years before she became a stay-at-home mom.
0: So she, yeah, she, I mean. She was living a really good life, as far as anybody knew. Like, she was happy. Um, she enjoyed her job. Like, clearly, yeah. Like she cared for people. So so sad to like think of.
1: It is. This is actually a bit. It's it's a very sad case, I think, especially when you look at postpartum and what it actually does to women's brains and bodies and
0: mm-hmm. and
1: all of that stuff.
0: He turns you into a completely different person, which you'll see here. And it all kind of starts when she meets her husband, Russell, or uh, we'll refer to him as Rusty. That's what he goes by, Yates. Um, They got married April 17th, 1993. Um, And people describe their relationship as like they were very affectionate and very much in love. They lived in the same apartment complex and... Andrea at that time was healing from a broken relationship, like a previous one and initiated the conversation with Rusty. And then their relationship was very centered around their religious studies. Like they were super duper religious, like, like hardcore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, like they lived and bre- like they went to Bible studies and you know, now you're and just, they, yeah. they
0: list like they went by every single but I'm not super familiar <laughs> with like religion or whatever, but like they just just like throughout this whole case, they described it like religion was such a big part of their lives together, um, and also plays a role in what happens here. Um, so when they did get married, they announced that they would seek to have as many baby babies as possible. Like again, that was kind of part of their religion and what they believed in. Like you would have as many babies as God would allow you to have, and. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs>
1: so especially in this case.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they actually had another religious couple um, that you find a little bit of information on as you research this case. Um, and this other couple was actually also very religious, but they were a little bit more on the extreme side. Um, if you did not live by quote unquote, the rules um, I mean, you were going to hell, you were, you were a sinner, you were a child of Satan. Um, and this specific couple, actually, this wife had sent her letters multiple times, basically telling her, you need to repent now, um, which means ask for forgiveness for your sins. Um, and just basically made her really, truly feel like she was. like a, She felt like a terrible
0: mom and yes. person and like she was just damned and therefore her kids were damned and yeah you
1: know like ugh. I think that really started the catalyst of her kind of having that like weird relationship with her religion like she well, struggled and,
0: yeah and, I mean like you look at I mean, that's just a classic form of bullying. And, like, look exactly. at even like today's society, like, you get those comments on social media all the time. It just tears you down. Like, it doesn't right. matter if it's your religion or whatever, but if you're constantly being told you're a shitty person, like, yeah. nine times out of ten, that person is going to start to believe that they're a shitty person.
1: Right. Especially hearing it over. I mean, this woman was sending her handwritten letters, basically saying, You are the scum of the earth. Mm-hmm. You need to. You need to do better and find God or else you're going to hell. Like, called her a Jezebel and all that stuff. Like, imagine getting that letter, like.
0: I can't. I can't. All right. So, Andrea and Rusty had their first child, Noah, February 26, 1994. Um, And then they had four kids following, uh, John, Paul, and Luke. Um and it was after Luke was born when uh Andrea started experiencing postpartum depression. So
1: definitely the beginning of
0: the, yeah, like where
1: it, uh, where it was obviously showing. starting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like so, so uh, she Luke could was, have
1: experienced it since the beginning. Sorry, I didn't right. cut you off, but no, you're good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean that that's what I meant. Like um who she probably no, I shouldn't say probably, who knows, but I mean, she experienced depression as a child. So I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if she was experiencing first part, part, <laughs> first part of postpartum <laughs> after her first child, Noah, but just nobody really saw it. Right. Which often happens. Right. Um, but then, yeah, she had her, their fourth child, Luke, February 15th, 1999. And it was on June 16th, 1999, that her, uh, her husband, Rusty, found her shaking and chewing on her fingers. Like, not not her fingernails, her literal fingers. And then that next day, she overdosed on Trazodone, uh, which is an antidepressant. And she was admitted to, ad- <laughs> admitted to Methodist Hospital Psychiatric Unit, where she was diagnosed with a major depressive disorder.
1: This was definitely the at least in their marriage I feel like one of the first
0: it was like a turning point yeah Mm -hmm.
1: like she wasn't she's not just a little depressed uh she's seriously dealing with some I mean chewing on her fingers like you said it it, not her nails I mean her actual fingers right It's, it's sad um And then after that, so that was June of 1999. In July, she was admitted to Memorial Springs Shadows Glen for psychiatric treatment after she tried to kill herself with a knife. Um, Her husband actually found her holding a knife up to her neck. And, you know, I mean, as as a partner, that's not, I mean, what do you do? Especially, I feel like with their life, it's been kind of not picture perfect, but you know, they're not mm-hmm. off the wall types of people. Um, so the fact that he found her like that, um, he tried to stop her and she ended up begging him just to let her die. She just, she was done. I mean, she wanted to go and he ended up wrestling the knife out of her, ha- out of her hands. Um, and then sh- so that's when she was admitted to memorial spring shadows Glen, and she was treated there as an inpatient and later an outpatient for two months and this is where she is first prescribed hal doll yeah and hal dolls an
0: anti-psychotic for Psych- anyone okay
1: that no that's
0: right. um okay and then uh fast forward a couple months well a couple months Probably a year
1: and a half,
0: maybe. Yeah, a year and a half. I don't know. Don't ask me to do math. I'm a social worker (laughs) for a reason. (laughs) So November 30th, 2000, um, their fifth child, Mary, was born. Even though their first psychiatrist strongly urged them not to have any more kids because she said um, it would, like, more than likely cause postpartum depression. And then from there go into like a psychotic break and yeah. she told them like the chances of um andrea going into psychosis after this are like very high like do not have any more kids it's not worth it and it's not safe for any of the kids or andrea herself right um, but despite all that they had their next child mary
1: so mary's here so now they have all five children um And then the next year in April, um, her dad passed away and she stopped taking her medication. She was self-harming. She was obsessively and feverishly reading the Bible. So, I mean, something wasn't right. Um, And she comes under the care of psychiatrist Mohammed Saeed, um, which he is her psychiatrist from now until, you know, the crime. Um, So he'll definitely be referenced a lot more. She also had stopped feeding Mary at that time. Um, So she was admitted twice to Devereaux Texas Treatment Network for treatment. Um, She was prescribed strong antipsychotic medications, including Haldol again. Um, So she did stop Haldol when she was pregnant with Mary. Mm -hmm. So when she got pregnant, she stopped it. And then he put her back on it, um, like I said, after her dad died. And then... May third, so probably about a month later. Degenerated? <laughs> just I typed, spell it I De- spelled De- that so De- wrong. De- <laughs> I put degrenage I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so she she reverted back to um, a near catatonic state. Do you know exactly what that what a catatonic state looks like? Is it just It's me. Picture me. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, should I be worried? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Should we I be mean, laughing? I mean, is this
0: probably not, but like that's how I feel like We deal you know? Yeah. It's fine. It's like being immobile, unresponsive, like completely uh, vegetable to use very poor terms, but yeah, just like not like not within your body. Gotcha.
1: Um that she actually said later on after the crime was committed that she had filled the bathtub in the middle of the day, um, and was originally planning to commit the crime that day. Um, but she convinced herself not to.
0: Yeah. I wonder how, like, how are you able to convince yourself? Like you go that far. How are you
1: able like, how you I was actually, I, I thought about that when I had read that because I was just thinking like, can you imagine? I mean, I mean, you can't, and nobody will ever know what was going on in her brain besides her. But, I mean, you filled up the bathtub. I it would be interesting to know what exactly was that thought that made her back away and unplug and drain the bath. You know what I mean? Right. So.
0: Like if you have those thoughts and you go that far as to like fill up a whole bathtub and have every intention of doing it, like I just wonder. I feel like a really strong thought or a sign or something had to have been like, oh shit, like don't do this. Or I don't know. I guess she was in such a psychotic state too, that like whatever she was hearing or whatever was telling her to do these things, maybe was like telling her that it's not the right time.
1: It could be that, it could be that kind of internal struggle between her and her mental illness, you know? Yeah. It, I don't know. It's it's so hard, I guess, to even try and put myself in that position um, right. because she ha- she was dealing with so much more than you could even imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah. So about a month later, uh, she was taken off her halidol again because there was concern uh, with her side effects. They, I couldn't really find that much detail on it, but um, yeah. So buff- for whatever reason. She was taken off her halidell again. Um, And then around the same time, Dr. Saeed uh, did advise that she should not be in a caretaking role. Like, which means you should not be responsible for your children by yourself at all. Like, she could be around them, but she should be supervised with another um, stable adult at all times.
1: Which is, Um, I think, very strong to have someone say... Um, especially for a mother. Right. And but
0: Rusty kinda thought this was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not did. total bullshit, but like, oh my god, he was just so stupid about it. So he basically was like, Well, she still needs to have her time with her kids, she still needs to do her motherly duties, she still needs to do have her independence. Um, and can't lose her maternal responsibility and instinct and whatever. So it was kind of planned that when Rusty had to go to work, the plan was that Rusty's mom would come over and watch all the children. Andrea would still be there, but mom would be the caretaker. But what Rusty decided to do on his own is he would leave for work, and then there would be an hour of time that Andrea would be alone with the kids, and then mom would come. And then um, mom would leave an hour before Rusty got back home from work. So, in total, Andrea would have two hours alone with the kids
1: every day. And he really thought that this would help, um, which I think is super important to note because there's that lack of understanding.
0: Right. And, like, you'll even, like, after all of this stuff has happened. And when Andrea's mom was interviewed, like, it, she was saying, like, how shocked she was that Rusty, about Rusty's plan because she said it was so clear that Andrea should not care for her own children. Like, when they, they had this big family meeting, uh, dinner type thing to discuss Rusty's plan and kind of... Kind of tell the family how they're going to be doing things moving forward. Like Andrea having two hours um, alone with the kids, and Andrea's mom just explains like that she was so so shocked to hear that because it was like just so obvious that she should not take care of her kids. And sh- Andrea showed her that night because she tried feeding Mary a baby solid food, and Mary almost choked because of that. And that was when she was surrounded by family and like right. strong and very stable. sane adults. Right. <laughs> and and that still happened. Like yeah. imagine how scary that would be to think of her being alone with five kids. She can't even successfully well, feed a baby with a million other adults around. Like, I don't I know, have, Rusty, your plan seems a little
1: flawed there. <laughs> just a little. Um, I, I have my four sisters here. Have, they've been here for the weekend. And shoot, I got me and Cherry. And sometimes I'm like, I need, I need five minutes. Like, I'm just going to go upstairs, sit down for a minute, just get my – And, I mean, I'm not super stable, but <laughs> stable, you mm-hmm. know, in the normal Well, sense,
0: everybody so. needs a break. Like, kids are a lot. Yeah, kids need breaks too. Like, I'm not saying that, but like, of course, any the best parent in the world still needs a break from their kids, and I don't know. I just like, and I don't. I just can't. And Rusty was a smart man too. Like, he was an engineer for NASA or some shit like that, right? And Mm -hmm. like, so I'm just like, how the hell do you come to this conclusion that you think this is a good idea? Like, do you? are you a fucking idiot? Or am I missing something? Because to me, point blank, period. She's, she's in and out of mental hospitals, like every other month. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you definitely should
1: not be taking care of five children. On your own. Right. Well, I think I mean, if you ask me, I'm not. Well, if you ask me, I think it's the religion. I think, you know, for them to get married and basically say, we're going to have as many kids as God lets us. I think right then and there shows you kind of that mentality of,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of Andrea, the woman and the mother of yeah. what her responsibilities are. And I think in Rusty's eyes, she just, she just, yeah, it's your job. You just need to get, get back into it, get back okay. into it, spend more time with your kids. You, you'll be fine. And I think that's super, <laughs> I think that's the biggest point of this whole thing. As fuck, but yeah,
0: I totally agree with that. And I wonder, too, like, if Rusty, you know, like, people really... There are people out there who, like, don't believe depression is a thing. And, like, postpartum, even more so, people are like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. just just feel better. Like, right. I wonder if Rusty was, like, one of those people. You know what I mean?
1: Well, was he? I'm pretty sure he was quoted telling his brother that people... Who suffer from mental illness need a swift kick in the ass.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have and, that in here somewhere. Who knows where it is? But yeah, I he definitely said something like along those lines. So, yikes!
1: Yikes! Especially for Andrea because she needed a lot more support um, than she. Yeah, had, absolutely. I guess. Um. So on June twentieth. Um, Rusty left for work, Andrea filled the bathtub again, and she started with John and Paul and Luke first. Um, she grabbed the children, held them underwater until they stopped moving. Um, after one by one, she would lay them in her bed. Um, after the three boys, she then drowned Mary, the baby, um, and left her just floating in the tub. Um, and that was the moment that Noah, her oldest, came to the bathroom and asked Andrea what was wrong with Mary. And when he realized, you know, what was going on, he tried running away. But she ended up sadly catching him and uh, drowning him in the bathtub as well. Um, once Noah was drowned, she left him in the tub and uh, put Mary in John's arms in the bed, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting number one they say the way that she did it was methodical um mm-hmm. if she and started with one they could aware uh, alert the others um yeah
0: and this all happened within that one hour that's why it was so critical yep. that we like highlighted that this all happened that one hour that rusty insisted she have alone with the kids before rusty's mom showed up yeah they all before Oh, within an hour. Like, God, I fucking hate Rusty. <laughs> so then um, after they were all dead, um, Andrea that called 911 and repeatedly told them that they needed to send out officers. But she wouldn't tell them what happened. She just kept saying that they need to send officers out. Um, And then she was asked if an ambulance was needed. And she did say yes. Um, right after that, she called Rusty and told him that something was wrong. He asked her, like, is it the kids? And she told him yes. And then he asked how many, and she just said all of them.
1: He had drowned her five children, one by one, um, in the bathtub in, on June 20th.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and like she said, that, that was this sad. was only in an hour um, between when he left and when his mother was supposed to show up. I just researching this and watching the documentaries I think because I knew we were doing it for this was I mean it's sad but like I feel like now that we're actually talking about it my heart is just breaking because it didn't need to happen you know it it didn't have to get to that point it was totally avoidable like that this is one of just the cases where
0: it's like like who failed her and I'm interested to hear what other people have to say personally i think rusty plays a huge part in this i agree part because he was advised to not let her be in the caretaking role to make sure that there's always a stable adult there to watch the children and to, to not have another kid as well which it seems like having mary was what kind of pushed it over the edge like it was a big enough struggle after luke And then after Mary, it got progressively worse. Right. And they were advised not to have Mary. They were advised not to leave her alone with kids. And despite all that, Rusty basically said, F you and did it anyways.
1: Which is funny because he also, um, him and his family blames the psychiatrist, Dr. Saeed, for it and feels that, it was his responsibility to take care of Andrea and to treat her and not his, which I just, yeah, I, it's just crazy to me that you wouldn't even feel they, the slightest responsibility for right. your wife, your partner,
0: your children,
1: your who children you left there with yes. her. Yeah.
0: Like, Oh, and yeah. So he blamed a lot of this during the trial. He, 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 just kept saying that it was Dr. Saeed's fault. Um, she, He felt that Andrea was over medicated, uh, one of the meds being Effexor, which is an, another antidepressant. Um, that I think it was in like 2005 or around there. Um, mm-hmm. One of the side effects that is listed is homicidal ideation. Um, and uh, according to one of these articles, she was taking twice the recommended dose a month before about a month before this crime. Um, and then I know there was, I, I know we have it in here. I'm not sure where it is, but there was another psychiatrist. So one of the psychiatrists that the state hired and the one that the prosecutors hired, one of them said like, yeah, this was twice a recommended dose. She should not have been on this. And then another one says that that's perfectly normal. And she was yeah, it's taking normal. the appropriate amount of medicine. So it's like, well, what the, f- like, Right. So, what was she? What should she have been on? What was wrong? What was right? Like, right. I think I not only was rusty that wrong.
1: rusty to that. blame, but the system too. I mean, yeah. What was she? You know, and I'm not saying it's. We're gonna figure it out tomorrow, but I mean, these medications are antipsychotics. These aren't. You know, not that they aren't. Advil. <laughs> right or or even antidepressants like like Zoloft or, or Paxil, so where oh, it's a mood is an stabilizer antidepressant. Oh, Affects I thought it was a... an...
0: No. Oh, really? Oh, that's Hol- crazy. Holitol is a antipsychotic. Lexapro oh, okay. okay. is an antidepressant. But either way antidepressants are still like hardcore and they can give you terrible side effects. So like who I mean, I don't I don't know. I yeah. couldn't find a real clear answer and like what the fuck was going on with her medications but
1: one is either way that's what
0: rusty blamed a lot on but i think he just didn't want to take fault like i'm sure he knew he was wrong like you're an idiot you were told not to leave her alone and you did so let's blame it on the medication because that's the easy way out right
1: the crazy doctor
0: yeah oh boy stupid
1: Um, so she actually later confessed that she specifically waited for rusty to leave that morning. Um, sometime after he left, she locked the dog up, which the dog's normally allowed to walk around. Um, and she had stated later that she specifically waited for him to leave because she knew he would stop her. Um, a psychiatrist also, um, Pretty much said that she locked the dog up to prevent it from interfering interfering with killing her children, um, which I'm not sure if that's exactly where her mind went, um, but that's pretty much where they. Came I feel to the like it is.
0: Like it sounds pretty premeditated, especially yeah. considering that there was a day that she said she did fill up the bathtub, so she had already had it in her mind how she was going to do it, yep. and then she locks up a dog that right. she knew would have otherwise like been barking around causing a distraction um in one way or another could have i mean dogs dogs are super smart could have got attention and brought over to the house and caught her and not let her finish or whatever and then knowing that she has that critical hour before rusty's mom showed up like i definitely think it was premeditated
1: I think, yeah, that's definitely the most important part about that piece is that that's going to affect, you know, the trial and stuff later on in the way that people look at this, because, I mean, it was an intentive crime. I mean, she intended, she planned it, you know? Right, right.
0: And I don't know, I just, I mean, like, clearly she wasn't in the right mental state, like, obviously, but it's like... (laughs) I mean, I just think, like, regardless, like, I don't think you're, like, you're responsible for it. Like, this is where it gets so tricky. It's like, you still did it. Like, you're still responsible for it. But at the same token, like, you're, you weren't yourself. Like, she was not Andrea Yates when she did this. You know what I mean? Like, she was a completely different person. And that's where it's like, who, like, who is really responsible for this? And there, I don't really, like, there's not one answer, you know, but...
1: Right. Well, we had even asked kind of each other, like, killer? Well, yeah. I mean, she did kill her children. Mm-hmm. Now, did sane Andrea Yates kill her children? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I think, why it's so difficult and why there's so many controversial sides to it. Because, like you said, there are people who are like, depression is a. This- as a state of mind you can you can snap yourself out of it um which obviously is not the case here i mean she had severe severe um yeah
0: yeah yeah so it's kind of like in question like who i don't know who is responsible like one of the doctors hired hired for the trial by rusty said that um this like was all happened because uh she was taken off hal at all like I don't like just sh- shortly but I can't remember the time frame. We don't have it here, but I remember reading it like the time frame like, it usually takes like 3 to 5 days to completely get out of the body and she like stopped it within that time. So like it I don't know, something like like the Halidol wasn't right
1: at the time that this happened. It was it it was uh 16 days later um she stopped the halidol on june 4th 2001 and then june 20th was when she did it oh
0: i'm yeah i don't know i mean because i like obviously neither of us are psychiatrists either but i do know like (laughs) stopping a man like cold turkey can fuck with you just as hard as like taking it you know what i mean like so who knows and it like there's just so many different opinions or whatever on the whole medicaid like it's it to me it was like super unclear i'm like so what was she on or when did she get off of this or and how much
1: was she on and was it the right
0: right and then we have the other point of like was she even taking these correctly right like was she responsible for taking her own meds because if you're in that state you're probably not taking them
1: it was stated, I'm not sure exactly when, but I know it was at some point during um, all of her in and outs with the um, doctors that she was uh, she would hide them in her cheeks. She yeah, would pretend like she took what, them and hide so them in her many, cheeks.
0: So many people do that who aren't psychotic. <laughs> right. But I'm like, she, I, I would be curious, like, if she was responsible for taking her own meds every morning, if that is something that Rusty helped with i didn't see anything about that but that was just i a didn't random either but yeah that's i wonder if she was even taking them like she was supposed to be you know
1: right um so yeah so that's the crime that's pretty much exactly what happened on that day um and then on july 30th she is indicted on two counts of capital murder and she is pleading not guilty by reason of insanity And then February 18th, which is almost a year later, um, in 2002, the trial began.
0: So then in March 2002, during the trial, the prosecution's expert witness, psychiatrist Park Dietz, uh, testified that Andrea got the idea to drown her children from an episode of Law and Order, (laughs) which is really interesting and inaccurate (laughs) because the episode did not exist at that time um so that I don't I thought that part was super weird I'm like what (laughs) like you're gonna bring a law in order that's what you're gonna use to try to fight this and say and it's also wrong have you ever seen law in order also this episode doesn't exist and what did you think people couldn't well it didn't it it didn't at
1: the time
0: Right, that's what I mean. And <laughs> do you think people can't easily find out that this, it's on TV. Like, there's hard
1: proof. What do you, like. When it was such a huge, it was such a huge, I mean, hor- yeah, it, but it's like, so sad.
0: Yeah, so at that time when he made this statement, like, they didn't know for sure that this episode didn't exist, but <laughs> it will be important later on. But at this time, he says, he, this expert deets says that that's how she got the idea to drown her children and then in that same that same month so she was um trying to plead guilty by because of insanity not guilty oh what did i say guilty (laughs) oh she's trying to plead guilty no okay not guilty by (laughs) reason of insanity um but in texas in order to meet that defense you have to prove uh that she was able to or not able to tell right from wrong at the time of the um, murders. Um, So the insanity plea was rejected by the jury and they convicted Andrea of two counts of capital murder in the deaths of Noah, John, and Mary. Um, She was not tried in the deaths of Paul and Luke. The prosecution tried for the death penalty, um, but the jury rejected this, uh, and she was sentenced to life in prison with eligibility of parole in 40 years.
1: I, I just think it was just so obvious that she should have gotten the insanity defense. But anyway, so while she was in prison, she actually told someone that she had considered killing the children for two years, um, and that it was because she everyone around her told her how much of a bad mother she was and that her boys were not developing properly and you know as a mother i mean that that's as a stay-at-home mom too i mean not that it really matters but that was her whole life and yeah
0: and this was one of that that religious couple that
1: we were talking about earlier yes they had part in this um she told the prison psychiatrist and this is an actual quote this is exactly what she had said she said it was the seventh deadly sin my children weren't righteous they stumbled because i was evil the way i was raising them they would never be saved they were doomed to perish in the fires of hell mm. um which, which shows speaks you volume yeah on like the whole psychosis
0: like she thought by killing her children, that she was saving them yeah. because otherwise they would end up in hell. Yeah, so like in her mind at that time, like that was the best thing to do for
1: them. Which, and she, like I said, this was in while she was in prison, and that was the mm-hmm. prison psychiatrist when she was first arrested. And they were um, asking her questions, they had asked her specifically. Trying to figure out her mental state, her her state of mind, where she was at when she did it, and he had asked her. Um, one of the detectives had asked her, "What would have happened to the kids if you didn't kill them?" And her response was, "They would go to hell." And so, I mean, that shows you she had. Oh, I feel like it's so hard to bring up intent in that sense because it's like,
0: what it is like. Unfortunately, she intended she was in the wrong state, but she did. Like she intended and she planned, like. Yeah. She wanted to kill her kids.
1: She um, felt
0: she was that's the only way. That was how that was how to save them from hell.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. That same year, um, in two thousand two, the Yates Children's Memorial Fund was set up to honor all the Yates children into Ways Ways Awareness <laughs> <laughs> to Winnegade Waida. <laughs> mom where's my Wenegade waita skin can you give me the Wenegade waiter? can you buy me the whenegade waiter? <laughs> oh my god wrong time to be making all
1: these jokes but it's fine <laughs> well and i feel like half these people are gonna be like what the fuck is a Wenegade waiter?"
0: <laughs> not my problem it's fine <laughs> anyways <laughs> so the yates children's memorial fund is was set up to honor the yates children and to raise awareness of postpartum depression and psychosis yay at least (laughs) like a fund you know memorial fund was created out of something so terrible to at least help combat something yeah definitely needs more attention
1: well it's sad for both andrea and both the kids Mm -hmm. um and so later on so that was 2002 um in october of 2003 she's placed on suicide watch because she refused to eat So about a year later, um, July 30th, 2004, Rusty actually filed for divorce, um, which is really interesting because when she was first charged, when all this first happened, um, he publicly talked about his support for her because he knew the person who did this was not his wife, not the mother of his children, which I I agree with.
0: Well, and I also think it's interesting, like, because of how hardcore they were in their religion, like, isn't divorce, like, one of oh, the yeah. amendments or something, or what, I don't I don't remember, whatever it's called, but you're not supposed to get divorced. He's so freaking backwards. And that's not something backwards. that they believed in. And I'm like, well, what are you doing then, man, if you're claiming to be all holier than thou, like, but you're divorcing your mentally ill wife, which you have a responsibility in like you i personally think he has at least equal close it's close to equal responsibility because he was so irresponsible in leaving her alone
1: he actually calls her every day still
0: or no i'm sorry not
1: every day not every day i'm sorry not every day once i was
0: andrea i'd be like go fuck yourself rusty (laughs) like you knew i wasn't well and you like you didn't do your right. part as a <sighs> <that just sighs> rusty like is andrea still absolutely wrong for killing your children absolutely, absolutely. but rusty you were sane. you right. weren't in a cycle. right post. you consciously made this bad decision which is why it pisses me off more because i'm like that was so reckless yep if she would have never been left alone, this could have been completely avoided. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that, okay. So that 2005, about six months later uh, in January, uh, the Texas first court of appeals reversed uh, Andrea's capital murder conviction saying uh, that the testimony by psychiatrist Park Deets may have been uh False
1: surprise surprise oh that law and order episode doesn't exist (laughs) weird this
0: this is when it kind of all comes out in a light so they yeah they basically found out that he was telling bullshit stuff kind of coercing the jury yep um and then they decided at this point that there would be a retrial um and, yeah, so the jury was found that they could be compromised due to his testimony of fucking that Law & Order episode didn't exist and he was spewing bullshit. Um, and her retrial was set for June 26, 2006. I'm just so, was, like, out of all things in this case, this is what caused her retrial was a Law & Order episode? Not the fact that she was definitely mentally ill, but because there was a law and order episode that was used as evidence in somewhere sort that didn't actually exist. Like clearly what? this clearly Park
1: Dietz is <laughs> a freaking sucks. <laughs> Dude who, who the fuck hired him? Like <laughs> the freaking prosecutor. Prosecution. <laughs> well, Fucking idiots. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Let's get a liar. <laughs> like, bam God. bam all right so that was january 6th of 2005 when they yep. basically were like yeah i think we fucked up <laughs> um <laughs> and so that was uh january a couple months oh, later March 17th yep yep that's when um their divorce is finalized andrea and russell yates um she received seven thousand dollars in cash uh, she got the right to be buried near their children um, and a nursing chair. That I was so confused about. I was, I was confused like, what? about. I'm, well, and I'm like, is that really something you should <laughs> give someone who, like, I don't think, I. that could be like a trigger, you know, like. I am like,
0: I was wondering, we, I like, mean, honestly, we didn't look chair? too much into yeah. this either because it wasn't really an important yeah, it's it just but kind like of I'm what like, do you mean designed. like what was significant about the nursing chair? Like it, what was it? The chair she used
1: right. to nurse it's,
0: her children. Like what? Yeah, that's what you got on the floor. Defo- I
1: don't know, whatever. I guess right. Uh, which, <laughs> I do think it is awesome that she got the right to be buried near their children, and I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me on that. But I truly believe she loved her children. Oh, um, I
0: agree with you. I think she. Excuse me. She loves them
1: so much
0: (laughs) that she was doing the most extreme thing to save them. She was doing what was right
1: in her head at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she'll also get um a chunk of his retirement benefits from NASA. As she fucking should, you dirty little bastard Russell. I hate Fucking Rusty, man. Oh my god. Of course you suck. Your name is Rusty.
0: (laughs) Okay, I can't.
1: (laughs) My my brother in law's name is Russell. Oh fuck. It, oh wait, I knew that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, but I was like, fuck well, Rusty. And Russ. I'm like, not you, Russ. Not you, love you, yeah, bro. You call him Russ. I yeah. didn't say Russell or Russ. I said Rusty. Sherry calls him Rasty. A Russell.
0: Okay, but that's as a Anyways. joke. like you're not Hello. going and announcing yourself. Hello, my name is Rasty. I love you, Russ sorry russ we (laughs) have me and russ have a matching shirt therefore we're best friends
1: bff you were passed out i don't uh, yeah i figured when you said that i was like oh you're like how do you
0: have this memory with like my fucking brother in law yeah well you were sleeping of course
1: yeah um anyways so january 9th um 2006 that next year (laughs) like i just quickly uh anyways uh, so January 9th, 2006, she pleads not guilty. She puts in her plea. Um, she says not guilty by reason of insanity, rightfully so. Um, and that was her first court appearance since 2002. Um, A little rusty in the court system. See what I did there?
0: Oh, <laughs> they can't, the listeners can't see you doing that. I'm pointing at her like. She's looking at me. She's like, I see that. I I see see you. you (laughs) All right. So, psychiatrists (laughs) for both prosecutors. (laughs) This was the best. Okay. And Andrea's attorneys agreed that she was severely mentally ill and was suffering from one of many psychotic diseases at the time of the murders. But despite this. The lovely state of Texas believes she was still aware enough, by legal definition, of her actions.
1: I'm uber rolling my eyes at aware enough. Are you fucking? Are you fucking me? I feel like Literally. that's how most people how could you feel. Tell
0: by the six thousands or the seven thousand times she went to a
1: psychiatric hospital, and by the first child that she drowned or the fifth child that she drowned. At- but she was aware enough. I don't... I just...
0: Mm-hmm. And I because she wanted to save them from eternal damnation, I... Pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. Uh, so, on February 1st, 2006, State District Judge Belinda Hill approves a $200,000 bond for Andrea on the condition that she voluntarily commits herself to Rust State Hospital. So... I guess, I mean, that's a more fitting place for her than the jail, I guess. Absolutely. She was released from jail that following day and was admitted to the Rust State Hospital for psychiatric
1: treatment. (sighs) Which, the retrial actually only lasted a month. Yeah. Which, it, it was stated that when the first trial happened, I think the reason it took kind of a little bit longer was it was right after... 9/11 9 11 happened. Um, so I think that also. I am added- a little
0: confused here. Maybe you can clear this up though. Like, I don't. How did they find her in January? They found her not guilty because. Oh, no, I guess it doesn't. Oh, the state of Texas believed. Okay, never mind. She wasn't ever like found guilty, not guilty, whatever. Never mind. Disappoint no, you're me. fine.
1: Um, in January was what she pled to not guilty. Right, yeah,
0: I had it in my mind here that they found her gotcha still guilty, but then they released her to a hospital. I'm like, wait, what? But, yeah. yeah, I just what? read that,
1: right? So, okay, so yeah, so I guess we kind of... Yeah, well, so so no, because... Oh, because she had bond. So she was out on bond waiting for the official um, trial, I guess, but she was able to get out get the as long she as needs. she went to the hospital. So right. instead of basically waiting for the trial at her home, she had to be in the hospital.
0: Or in jail, yeah. Yeah, they or least, in jail, yeah. yeah. They let her get some psychiatric help that she definitely needed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: retrial began June 26, 2006. And she was found not guilty by reason of insanity and ordered to a mental hospital.
1: Where she should be
0: needs she, mm-hmm. she, a much better fit for her than jail.
1: Yes. So um, that was July 26th of 2006. Um, and then January 2007, she was transferred from um, North Texas State Hospital, Vernon campus. So I'm not sure when she went. I don't know if she was just in Rust State while the trial was going on, um, but she ended up in North State, Texas, North Texas State Hospital, Vernon Campus to mm-hmm. the kernville State Hospital in Careville, Kerrville. Kerrville, State Kerrville hospital Texas in Kerrville, Texas and that is where she is right now. Um she's mm-hmm. been there ever since.
0: Yeah. and In May 2012, uh Andrea petitioned to attend weekly church service outside of the hospital and she was denied. Um February 2014, her and her doctors at the Kerrville State Hospital request that she be allowed to attend uh, supervised group outings with other patients, but uh, it was withdrawn due to media attention and public scrutiny, which that fucking sucks. That's but, I mean, sad. I, this was a very high-profile case. So, yeah. like, I understand for her safety, like, it's not safe to go out in public. Like, there's so many people who... I get it. are mad at her. Cause at the end of the day, she, she murdered five children and so people are going to be angry about it. And for her safety, like, I understand why she can't, but that sucks so much. Like it's so unhealthy to just be in one spot all the time and not yeah. ever get
1: out ever. Which I think is like super important to, I guess, know that, We're not taking away at all what she did. What she did was horrible. It was sad. But what we're saying is if you take a step back and actually look at the entire life of Andrea Yates and everything that she dealt with and what she went through, it 100%. how
0: big mental health is and how important it
1: is to
0: get the attention that you deserve and for when people like watch out for the ones that you love and for symptoms of anything like that might be acting out, isolating, just doing weird things like chewing on their fingers, like just stuff like. like that. Like take it seriously. Like it matters because you might think that they're perfectly fine. And next thing you know, they went and killed five children. Like I know that seems dramatic, but this is what happened. Like, right. She seemed overall okay, and then she wasn't at all, right. and it ended in five children being murdered because Rusty's an ignorant asshole. Yeah. I may be biased in blaming everything on Rusty, bit. but I really
1: hate him. <laughs> when you but actually yes. look at this case, though, I mean, you have someone who is suffering from very serious, I mean, very serious Mental I mean, you you look at if somebody
0: who was diagnosed with schizophrenia, like, psychotic schizophrenia, like, was not in it at all, if they – they wouldn't even be given the opportunity to for something like this to happen because nobody would leave them alone, ever. You wouldn't. But po- for whatever reason, somebody with postpartum psychosis, it's a different story. It's
1: different? Right. No. Right. Which is super – it's – I just think that like when I was reading this and, you know, looking through it in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, how do I become like, how do I m- create a movement to like bring more attention to postpartum without actually well, this being is a, a star, mother?
0: You know what I mean? Like this is, this, and that's why we wanted to do part of the podcast, but yeah. Like I think it's important to like look at this case and just really think about it. Like, are those five children victims of a terrible, horrible crime? Absolutely. But in my opinion, this is an opinion. I'm not stating it's a fact. <laughs> in my opinion, Andrea is a victim of undiagnosed mental illness. Absolutely. Untreated. She wasn't... I mean, it was treated to an extent, but not... She did not get the care and the attention she deserved. She was neglected to a certain extent. And like it could it just it could have been avoided
1: well and look how hard it was even for us even now after all of this to really even minimally understand where she was at in her treatments i mean Mm -hmm. yeah she was in and out of the psych hospitals but you know before i was it before or after they had mary when they they i think it was before and that's why they ended up having Mary. they They got a new house. You know, she seemed to be really on her feet. Yeah, she, no, it
0: was after she had Mary because she was still off her halidol. So they got a new house. They thought she was doing really well. She stayed off her halidol. And then that's when she had one of those. um, regressions. Oh, okay. And then went back on the halidol.
1: What do you think about those? I think that the the religious couple and the mm-hmm. wife that were sending her letters, I feel like she should have been held responsible. Also, I mean, like you said, it's a form of bullying. That is yeah. harassment. I mean, sending someone letters about how horrible they are. That I mean that that ha- I feel like that should have also been kind of yeah. I hope in some way or forms that it was
0: highlighted. Like, and. I don't necessarily think, like, should they have been charged or something? I don't know about that. But at least if anything, like, I hope they feel fucking guilty reading this stuff and seeing how badly that their words affected her. Like, badly enough that you helped. Like, it wasn't single-handedly their fault. Like, obviously, psychosis was a big part. But, like, getting letters fucking all the time telling you how terrible of a mother and a person you are, like, only fueled the fire that she was already
1: burning inside you know which i think is also a perfect moment to be cliche but words are very very strong Mm -hmm. what you say to people and how you treat people and and the way that you speak to people it it really truly does matter and it's not even just for this case but it's perfectly outlined in here um both them her husband um the people around her i mean
0: they all missed it or they were yeah. ignorant to it. They didn't even necessarily miss it. And maybe that's even more sad. They knew it was going on and they still like dismissed it.
1: That's the thing is like, she was being treated and she was.
0: But that's you know, why I put a big part of this on Rusty. Cause even um, we didn't go too much into detail about like the family around her. Cause that, that wasn't the part that we really wanted to get detail in, but there was a few parts here and there that we mentioned about like her mom was like, even said like, how did you leave her alone? Like what? But the same token, she didn't do anything to stop it either.
1: Yeah. I mean, she still showed up an hour after and I'm sure she still planned to leave.
0: Well, that was Rusty's before. mom. Andrea's mom was the one who was so shocked. Oh, you're and right. And what? Oh
1: yes. I swat my bed.
0: But yeah. like either way, like they all still a lot, allowed and I don't know if that like I'm not saying they should be responsible either. Like
1: I don't know. It's so hard because there's so many pieces to this puzzle um
0: yeah.
1: that really affected the outcome of it so heavily and it yeah. it it really is not just one person's fault and especially not Andrea's. it's not a spec it's not only her fault, I should say. She does have right. fault in it, like you know.
0: It's Absolutely. just really sad. It's, it's like a multi-tiered level of just so many things.
1: I mean, mental really illness, sad. postpartum, those two in itself are so hard to understand, so there's not mm-hmm. really much I feel like knowledge behind it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's and you just wonder how many mothers have have had these thoughts and have, you know, felt that disconnect
0: and probably had to pull themselves
1: out of it yeah exactly because they don't have support or they have a a partner who is like people with mental illnesses yeah they just need a swift kick in the ass like just don't be sad that's your partner I mean Mm -hmm. fuckers my god it makes me so mad
0: (laughs) I know yeah so Super sad case. I I'm interested to hear what other people think. Like, who do you think is responsible? I'd really who do who do you think respo- is responsible? Avi, we clearly I've said it a million times. Who I, I mean, I don't think any one person is responsible, but I I think I've made it clear who I think has the most <laughs> yeah. responsibility.
1: Um, obviously, I I am very much in agreement with that I do believe that Rusty definitely had a huge huge piece and a lot more influence on her than I think he wanted to believe but Mm -hmm. I also think that the system and Mm -hmm. not I'm not necessarily saying oh it's the psychiatrist's fault it's not it's the system and I feel like it's just a a complete overall lack of knowledge of what postpartum is and And it's like, I mean, did, 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 and he stuttered 1200 times. (laughs) Did Rusty really even know? I mean, yes, I, I, I'm not saying that excuses him because I agree with you. I do think he is um, responsible for a huge part, but did he even know how bad it could be? Um, I know he know he should have known how, bad she was but i think yeah and you know what i mean
0: yes. yeah absolutely and i did i remember reading somewhere that he said that he was never told by psychiatrists that like this could be something that could cause, cause she could her, kill to her, children. her children yeah like so maybe he didn't understand how bad it could get and that that might be a fault on psychiatry as well but i don't know <laughs> he still was told not to leave her alone so
1: I was going to wow. say I mean at the end of the day I feel like he had enough knowledge that he should have acted differently mm-hmm. um, and the fa- I'm sorry but the fact that he said he had said like you were saying that he didn't know it could be that bad. And my thing is, you saw your wife holding a knife up to her neck. To she her was neck. biting her fingers. I mean, she begged you to let her die. And you're telling right. me you didn't think it could be that bad? And I out, mean,
0: Like, outside of that, too, like, that's who you
1: want watching your children? Right. What? Well, and I feel like we said it a couple times, but she truly was in and out of mental hospitals for a long time when she was married to him not just before i mean she was in and out so this yeah I'm like, sorry but it wasn't just as a random partner,
0: like i would need to see my partner if if that was my partner and they were in and out of hospitals i would need to see a lot of work done and i would just need to see a lot to feel confident to leave her or him whoever alone with my children, right? Like, well, and you, with, you have to with do a lot of fucking too. work to know that I'm I have enough confidence in you that you're not gonna have another psychotic break because people can come out of it. But like, she had only been out of the hospital for like a fucking month, maybe. You think that's enough time to recover? No, Absolutely it takes not. years, years
1: oh it's, it's just, just really sad i know I, wonder but what she's doing now. I know i actually was thinking that like i wonder, I wonder where she she's at with like, it
0: yeah that's what i'm saying i wonder if she came out of psychosis or maybe we'll have to
1: maybe do a follow-up later on yeah that
0: and do a quick little follow-up
1: yeah so we definitely want to hear um what you feel like do you feel like I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna cut what are your
0: thoughts? Off. Yeah, what are your thoughts? And who do you, where do you feel responsibility should lie? Or yeah. is is there multiple places? Uh, should responsibility lie nowhere? Um, is Andrea completely responsible? Ugh. Are you team Rusty?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or do you think Rusty's a jackass like I do? Let me know.
1: <laughs> you, wait, you don't like Rusty?
0: I don't. Oh, I, don't I, like I didn't get that at all. Oh, weird. Yeah, weird. I've been trying to stay like super unbiased and like, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, we were completely unbiased through this whole thing.
0: Oh, absolutely. Finally. I would never give my opinion ever. Not really my thing. <laughs> oh. Oh. This is why weird. we need to work on getting a video up. So i agree our facial, because half of the time when they're like if we say something out of pocket and then there's a moment of silence it's because we're giving each other like this <laughs> hug,
1: and it's like oh okay bitch that's why earlier she's like they can't see you pointing at me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah oh, So, but yeah just you guys know we are working on trying to figure out how to get a video and shit up but this yeah. whole podcasting, like we said before, it's a lot harder than we thought it would be. It's a lot more work than we thought it would be.
1: And we get, it, we get so nervous just recording this. I mean, we stay on camera to look at each other because I feel like we're both kind of better when we can. It's more of a it's like we're talking to each other. Um, but <laughs> it's still nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but We need to start getting paid for
0: this. Hit my Venmo at (laughs) Shirene.
1: Suddenly we're removed (laughs) from every platform ever.
0: I mean, just throwing it out there. Thank you, everybody, everybody, everyone, for donating to my Venmo. You're all great. (laughs) Hashtag team fuck Rusty.
1: (laughs) So definitely let us know um, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. Twitter, um, send us a message, send us an email, fax me.
0: As always, all of that information will be in the description box. Um, I also did want to ask you guys all to please rate and leave a review on our podcast, um, both on Apple and Spotify, because it does help us get more recognition and bumps us up on the charts. um, And we're probably like 5,000 million on the charts right now because we're just a small little <laughs> podcast and we're 5, okay million but, and we want, one. <laughs> but we want people to hear what we have to say and we want new people to be able to come listen and join with us so share the love, um, share the love leaving a review um leaving a star a star just one star I'm just kidding please, please leave only five
1: <laughs> um yeah if you could just do five stars um <laughs> and write perfect in the comments thank you
0: thank you that'd be great but yeah in all seriousness <laughs> that really helps us out um so please do that um what else oh when we share our links and everything on our Facebook page and whatnot please do share those as well. So other people can listen. That's how we grow. Um, of course, obviously all jokes aside, like we're, we're not making money right now, but we are still putting money into the podcast, Absolutely. um, which we definitely think it's worth it. And yes. it's still fun, but like, I think it would be a cool goal. Yeah. time to be able to like, get some money back for doing this or something do videos like that. And, and reinvest to, and yeah be able to invest more and do cooler stuff with this and sharing and stuff like that is like the easiest way to do that and it's it's free for you guys to do that so yes. helping us get our podcast out there like that is the thing that means most to us after I will heart it yourself of course please always listen all the way through if you've made it to the this far end of I was the gonna podcast, say, we love you more than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, if people like uh, I know me personally like so many t- like even I just put a podcast on and then fall asleep and I so often never even hear the second half <laughs> of podcast. So I Whoever's feel like
1: listening to this right now. If you me. don't listen to the end of this you're psychotic because oh, yeah. I couldn't go without knowing what happened.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, cases like this, I don't, these aren't, like, my bedtime
1: <laughs> podcasts. I think I need to catch some things. <laughs> you know what I'm going to listen to? Backtop Baby killers. murder. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, soothing.
0: <laughs> no, instead I listen to shit like aliens, and then I have dreams that I'm being ab- abducted, <laughs> and I'm like, God, that was so weird. Like, why would I have that dream? <laughs>
1: Crazy. I
0: don't know. Maybe because you just listened. Anyways, <clears throat> getting carried away again. This episode is gonna be three hours long. It's fine. Well, we appreciate so everyone. Give us your opinions. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All the socials that will be in the description box. Leave a review. Leave some kind stars. Sharon is Karen. Fuck you. <laughs> love you. Love you, Kay. Love you, Kay. And happy Mother's Day to happy all the beautiful Day. mothers and the daddies who have to be mothers as well. We love you yep. all. And this is True Love Podcast.
1: See you next Sunday. Bye. Bye.